Minnesota alumni here. Um, well, alumni? Like, what are we graduating from? And I don't know. <laughs> the Monty's Men Masterclass. Or graduating from the season that was. <laughs> I, I promoted you. I, I gave you A's. And, and, All right, and, here we go. Yeah, you graduated finally. This was only a trial run for you, Steve. Like, you, All right. I mean, yeah. yeah it, you're it turned into an, an entire season. You, yeah. you, we can call you an official part of the group. Um, you joke about that, but I intended this to be like a two or three thing. Uh, two or three time adventure to get some stuff on under my belt for for like resume building and stuff, and it turned into some really great, really great uh, talks over the season. So I'm glad nice. to be on board. Cool man. Uh, if you don't know, we're you know an English speaking Sevilla FC uh, podcast supporters group, all that good jazz. Uh, that's what we talk about, and we're gonna talk about it today. We're gonna touch a little bit briefly on the season that was very very briefly because we all want to kill it. And bury it and not talk about it very much anymore. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the happenings here in the offseason so far. And then uh, kind of a look to the future and what's coming up for Sevilla uh, in the near season coming up. Coming up very quickly. So let's get right into it, guys. Uh, season finished, uh, you know, finished fourth again in La Liga. Third time in a row. Going to the Champions League. And, um, yeah, I mean... The season was what it was. It started off really good. Uh, didn't win or didn't lose, but like one game for the longest time. And then just slowly, slowly, slowly. It felt like I was getting whipped or something, you know, just, uh, you know, or, or waterboarded or, you know, with like one drop of water and just, it just kept coming. I don't know. It was terrible. Uh, ending of the season was just not good. So uh, that's why we don't want to talk about it very much, but we did post some really cool stuff on the Monty's Men forums. Uh, we talked about goal of the year. There was some fabulous goals in a in a year that didn't see a lot of goals. Uh, we didn't give up a lot of goals, but we didn't uh, score a ton of goals. However, there was some really gorgeous goals, and uh, we put it kind of to a vote. I, I went through YouTube and just uh, looked at every highlight of every game, and picked out the ones that I thought were worthy of being on a master list and then put it to a vote on Montysmen.com and those boys uh, did their job, went through and voted on their, their favorites. And um, any any goals that stood out to you guys? Did you vote for the favorites or or did you pick something else that, that maybe we missed? Um, I think for me it was Rakitic against Atletico just because it's a big game and that was a scorcher. Technically, um, let me just let me just pick that one. Um, how about you, Steve? So I don't know why my computer taking forever to unmute here. So I apologize for the awkward silences. Um, my my goal, favorite goal, not necessarily goal of the year, but my favorite goal was not so much like the beautiful goal or the acrobatic like athletic performance that led up to the goal. It was more how, how it made me feel and the one that stuck out. And it was actually, I don't think it was in the poll, um, but it was uh, Lamella's goal 
in match day two against Tetafe, the winner mm. in stoppage time, it was like 90, 90 plus three or 90 plus four. And it was just like, nobody was hurt yet. We were riding off. We're coming off of a three nil win to start the season. We're going into match day three with six points. It felt like anything was possible. It was just like the epitome of that early season high that we had. And we just like, I don't know. We, we went into Hitafe. We kind of beat the odds coming back and then think the wheels just kind of fell off shortly thereafter. But at that point it was like, it just, it stuck out to me and it it made me feel really good about the early season and where we were going to be as a team. That was like a NBA fast break of a goal with Rafa Mir, Lamella, I think Anesity was in that mix as well. I forgot who that third player was, maybe Ocampos. But um, I think Ocampos was still out at that point. I can't remember. But um, no, I was just like, but that feeling. And then Lamella got hurt and (laughs) everybody else on the team got hurt. And I mean, it's just like things just kept happening and we missed out on a lot of what could have been. But I think that early, that 3 0 win. In match day one, followed by this kind of grasping victory, like the last gasp goal that we had there. Like that was just, there's so much potential of what could have been and you can't help but feel really happy about it at that point. And then, so looking back on it, that was my favorite goal because there wasn't any kind of like storm cloud that was overshadowing like the the it was all positive yeah it was like it was all positive like it wasn't like this awesome goal that was like the first goal that we had in like six matches or something like that or like the first game we won or, or even a days. game that we lost in like it was just yeah it felt like the good old days and it was it was great so that was my favorite goal of the year not not a great game but it was uh no the game was the terrible was good, but... the game was terrible but the goal like and what it kind of epitomized in that early season um form that we had was was special and i think that's yeah. why it sticks out to me that's a good one i mean it was i remember watching it and it was a good goal it just it wasn't as special as some of the other ones that i thought i mean i voted you know you could vote for like five on the poll and yeah. um you know my favorite overall i mean the i think the one that took the most skill was the oliver torres goal against levante like that was hmm. as far as skill goes that was unbelievable the ball bo- yeah. you know the volley um just did, and it, it actually won the most votes on the poll. Sixty-one uh, percent uh, voted for that, so uh, it, it got a lot of votes. Um, you know, my favorite, I think, was the Rakitic free kick against Real Madrid. Um, for a couple reasons, one, we went up early. I think, right? I think we got the early lead there, and it was. Yeah. I mean, it didn't end well for us, but. It, just seeing uh, what's his name jump out of the way, kind of like, what were it's you like, doing, what bro? What is going like, on here? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? Like, I mean, and then you know, the, the, we have to mention the Acuna uh, in the Derby, like that. That was a special goal too, and um, really good take by him. I mean, it was really a lot of skill there too. So a lot of good goals. Um, if you guys want to see some of the the highlights, I posted them some clips but um you know they're not available in all the countries if you got a vpn just set it to the u.s and you'll be able to watch them all so uh that's on the thread there on monty's men you can go back um yeah some good goals uh we also talked about the mvp of the league or not the league but the mvp of our our team for the season who we thought was the most valuable 
and I guess valuable means different things to different people, right? Like valuable is in who scored the most goals, who, you know, who was the most important player. And maybe that's, maybe that's the difference, right? Who's the most valuable and then who's the most important. And I, I look at MVP as who's the most important player. Um, you know, Bono took the, the, that one by storm, I think, I think what 70% or something, I think voted for, for Bono, uh, I think was the final 63% as well. Wow. That's cool. Um, is that who you went with, Eddie? Um, no, um, just because I feel like, again, congrats to Bono for winning that award, for earning that award. But I feel like that's more of uh, an award for the defense um, because without that, that whole collective, it wouldn't have, Bono wouldn't have gotten that. I don't think it was Bono alone. He did definitely contributed a lot to it, of course, because it's, it's uh, an award for the goalkeeper. But definitely because of our center back pairing, um, and of course when Fernando was there, it's it's almost a lock that we're getting a a clean sheet. But um, I voted for Diego Carlos. I know because of recent events of what happened with him, but he's to me he's he's the leader of that defense, and he takes more of the sacrifices in defense. Like in in terms of Kunde being the younger center back, Diego Carlos is gonna you know make the more reckless play or or make the play to get the card before before Kunde would. Um so I, I voted for, for Diego Carlos as MVP. Yeah. Right. That's a that's a good one. And I think he's super important in the back line and it yeah. we'll we'll get into him later. But uh, Con- considering everybody else was injured <laughs> during the yeah, season. So yeah. yeah. It's solid. He's always back there. Steve, uh no, were you Bono. on the bottom? Yeah, yeah, I was on the Bono bandwagon. Um, but no, I, I can definitely see like, Eddie's argument for Diego Carlos. He was the best. But he wasn't the best defender, like like pure skill. I think Kunde is much better than Diego Carlos is. But Diego Carlos is a natural leader. He's like, You can tell that he's kind of assumed that, that role. Um, honestly, if he had stuck around, I could see him wearing the captain's armband in the, in the near mm-hmm. future. Um, as well like it's just like he's he seems to have some kind of thing about him that that people gravitate to and he uses that he's he's also the the big imposing um like physique as well so like it's yeah like there's there's like muscle backing up like what he's saying but you can tell he's he's taking control like it's it's him and bono that are kind of directing things in the back there but no i went with bono Bono, like i i I, Eddie's right. It is a it is a whole like defensive backfield type of thing. Um, but Bono, without him, like at any other position on the on the field, um, we well, I, I would say we we could have lost anybody, and somebody could have slotted right in. But I mean, we did lose everybody, and people slotted right in, and we didn't have that much of a drop off. But there was a noticeable drop off when Bono wasn't there, and. Um, he just was playing out of his mind, and that's you got to give it to him. You think it was that that noticeable of a drop off without him? Right? Oh, I yeah. admit you forget. I can't say his name, but I thought he did well. I, I didn't. I didn't think he was terrible or or was a huge drop off. I thought he filled the role pretty nicely when Bono was up. I mean, he's uh, I didn't do so I'm, bad. I, I don't know the role I don't know the stats. Like, how many of those did we win? Lose? Like. Yeah. I don't think we lost we any lost. with him. We, right? we didn't him. lose. Yeah, I didn't think no. so. so. And I don't know. We we can get into him a little bit more 
if we if we want to talk about potential role players or whatnot. But no, I I'm happy yeah. with I'm happy with him in the role that he's in. I think that he can be a lot better than what he showed on the pitch for us. Um, but that comes down to just not playing a whole lot. Like he's he's not getting sure. a lot of minutes because he signed on his backup. If he were in Bono's position, maybe he would be able to uh, get into get in stride and and be in form and, and play well. But that's just not the, the cards that he was dealt or we were dealt as a team this year. So um, it's kind of a hypothetical at this point. Yeah, I I went and took this a little different viewpoint. I went for most important player, and I think for this team, the most important player was Fernando. And I thought that showed once he got injured and went out, you know, that team really started suffering. And I don't think we had a clean sheet, but maybe one or two clean sheets after he got hurt. Um, It just seemed like we were leaking goals like crazy there for a bit. And I don't like Fernando, I think is, is, kind of a unsung hero because he doesn't he's not flashy right he's not gonna get you a lot of assists he's not gonna get you a lot of goals but he does the dirty work and he's uh super dependable back there so i think when he went it down i thought the team just kind of went with it and um i think he's the most important and in my my view the most important is the mvp so that's why i voted for him but you know bono's a great shout diego carlos a great shout i i I was actually surprised that he got, you know, more than one vote. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought everybody would go go Bono, but um, you know, we started the season. We had you know some some new signings uh, that came into the, the to the team this year, and we got a couple in January as well. Um, you know, uh, Rafamir, new new face, uh, Montiel at right back, new face, Thomas Delaney, uh, Augustusson. Uh, Ticketito hey. came in January. Lamella came, uh, you know, at the first of the year. Marco, and then uh, of course we had Martial join in January as well. So, of those guys, like who stuck out? Who surprised you the most out of those those players? Out of the new signings? Yep. Um, I'm just gonna go with Ticketito. We've been wanting him for years now. And I definitely thought we were going to get him in the summer. And it's like, okay, it's six more months of blue balls. And we, he finally came in January and he delivered. He delivered. Um, it's, it was a breath of fresh air because whenever I've, whenever there was a sign that came, I was like, oh, damn, I'm really happy with this one because I, not that I had him on like a short list or anything, but like definitely a player I'd like to see on the team. And Tegatito with his skill set coming here, and then it worked because we've had Ronnie Lopez signed, we've had Suso signed. We're still iffy about whether that's working or not. Um, hell, even like any of the attackers that we've signed and hasn't panned out, Martial especially. Um, but for Tegatito, that working um, for me, that's the signing I've most been satisfied with. I think there's something special there too, or something to be said there that he was probably the most impactful for the entire season, but he only played half the season with us. Um, yeah. A lot of that is due to injury. I mean, Lamella came out of the gates hot. Um, Rafamir took a little while to warm up, but he really turned it on in the second half of the season too. But I think Tecatito was the one that was the most exciting. Um, I think Lamella probably would um, be my choice for. Mm. 
like the most impactful and the the one that I'm most excited for and whatnot had he played an entire year. Um, but we just didn't see him a whole lot. It felt like, I mean, right. he got hurt. And then when he was coming back, like the, the season was already kind of lost at that point when he, when he got back on the pitch. So it was kind of bittersweet to see him, see him back on the pitch. So, um, but yeah, I would definitely go with Tecatito. He was really exciting to watch and, and fun to, fun to be able to cheer for him instead of not wanting him to succeed on the, the national team stage. Definitely an impact signing immediate impact signing yeah. and and something the team needed i think um mm. big time i mean he provides something a little different on that left hand side than what a campos can and and it, it also frees up uh uh papu from you know not having to play there so huge huge signing i think for for monty and a good piece of business i mean it was what's three million i think we yeah. paid for him like yeah not a lot of not a lot of dough there to get that impactful player. You know, I know who's going to get most disappointing. And we don't have to go there. We don't have to go there, right? Uh, but all the other signings pretty impactful for the season. They played a role, and some more successful than others. But uh, all of them, you know, a pretty good class, I think, from from Monty. If you had to grade that class now that we know, what do you? What would you give it on a you know, grade scale, A to, a to F. Of the new signings? Yeah, the new signings, both December, or, or sorry, you know, summer signings and winter signings. I'll give it a, I'll give it a B. Yeah, I was going to go with a B, B minus simply for how much we paid for Martial. Like, I, I don't mind that we took a took a chance on him or whatnot, and it didn't work out. But we just we threw a lot of money at him, and and that is kind of what pushed it down the, the half a grade to be minus in my book. But but overall, I mean, everybody was really impactful, and like you said, like the the core group that came in during the summer signing, they they all they they had to they they all had to make make an impact and and work work hard while everyone else was hurt too so there wasn't a lot of time to get up to speed and they all pretty much did so so that was good to see yeah i mean getting getting lamella pretty much for free i mean that's a that's a hell of a signing so um that and ticket tito for three like hmm. i'm giving b plus because i mean that's some great work i know that Martial was a was a flyer right like we we thought it might work and it was a costly one but you know, at the end of the day, I don't fault them. I actually praise them for trying that because yeah. um, it, it showed guts and it showed that they were aiming for something a little higher, knowing that there was no way that they were ever going to sign that player, whether he – I mean, they probably could now because I think his market value is probably tank, but there's, we don't want him. But, you know, I, well, here we are not talking about our leading scorer of the year, Afamir. I mean, uh, another – 17 million for a, a guy that ends up leading your team and scoring that that's pretty good business and you know a lot of people are still on the fence with him but decent business for for a guy that um in in today's striker ranges as we just saw with something with liverpool like crazy numbers for strikers out there and and to get somebody yeah. that can bang some in at 17 seems like pretty good business but anyway um, i wasn't too happy with him last year for pretty long stretches but he is one of the players that I'm most excited about for next year, just to see how he builds off of the success that he had in his first year here and again, move forward as he kind of gets, gets through those growing pains and, and adjusts to the new, the new team and the new location and stuff like that. 
Yeah, it's a good. I felt like I was on a roller coaster with him throughout the season. Like I would be a Rafa fan, then I hated Rafa, then I was a Rafa fan. Like, and I admit it, I was so flip floppy on him. But, yep. Uh, I second that. But I am with Steve on this. Like, I am excited to see. I'm hoping that we get to see a second season uh, with him, kind of as a number one. I, I hope he did enough. Well, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not like I, geez thinking about to the latter part of the year like he still didn't get he didn't start there over in Esri um in most of those ending games so oh yeah i mean that's a pretty good segue into what else we wanted to talk about lopetegi's back we thought lopetegi was gonna be gone um there was a huge news report that came out that said hey lopetegi's on his outs and and then even in the offseason, he was kind of in limbo there. He went on some, you know, brief holiday with his, his you know, wife and kids and uh, took some time away. And um, we didn't really know. Like, we didn't know if he was our manager or not. And there was rumors that Diego Martinez was coming in and, you know, some other things. And uh, maybe Lopetegui was going to PSG, I heard. Like, there was just some weird stuff out there. But, um now it's official. Him and Monchi had lunch, shook on it. Now they're planning for the season ahead. And we got another season of Lopetegui, and I'm sure a lot of us aren't excited about that. Uh, are you guys on that bandwagon? Are you looking forward to another fourth season of Lopetegui? Or are you hoping that he loses the first three and we can move on? Um, it's uh, It's a mix. Uh, of both because uh yeah it's it's been a very long season because it's been very boring to watch um i like the style that we play i mean i like i prefer possession based teams over um bunkering down and counterattacking but it's just how we employ those tactics it's like yeah we have possession but we're really not doing much with them with it and I think number of goals can be a misconception because as long as you're winning the game, um, that's that's all that matters, right? It's it's different if you look at it at tournament style because the Spanish national team and I mean when they won the World Cup, I think they were just winning matches one nil, right? They're essentially playing the same way, mm-hmm. but I guess that fits in a tournament style. So had we been doing that in the Champions League, I wouldn't have a problem. But in the league, when you have more a lot more games playing and many chances to improve we haven't at all even against the lower teams in the league i remember saying we only had four wins in the second half of the season we only had six so i'm not that far off but um not being able to defeat the teams that are are below you or in the bottom half of the table yes it's it's football it's the top division of a football league is competitive but you're Champions League team unable to win matches like that, it's 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 not good. And the third season running where we haven't really seen much change in, in how we approach matches, it's a bit worrying when you're looking at, okay, year four with Lopetegui, how confident are you that things are going to change? I mean, I could be optimistic all I want. Say we get in whatever player I want in the midfield that could change things, right? Um but not really being confident in that because they might still revert back to to what we've seen the last three years. Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way. Like, I'm not confident. I'm not excited about the season. And 
I don't know that he can pull it off again just based upon I mean he's gonna go into the season without our our best defenders that we've had in ages like Kunde more than likely is gonna be gone and Carlos is already gone so he relies so much on a solid consistent defense and now you're gonna have a total new center back pairing more than likely um back there like that's that's a you're taking our strong base and and now it's weak and more than likely i can't imagine that the players coming in are going to be of, of the same quality or hit the ground running as as quickly as those two did um so now not only do you have to figure out how to improve your offense and make it more attacking, you also have to bring somebody in and, and, and teach that system and, and how to be stable in the back. I, I just think it's a lot for this manager that already doesn't have the support of, I won't say the majority of the fans, but a very big portion of the fans. So, I think it's going to be super challenging for him, and I think he's on a very short leash. I can't imagine if he rolls out with three draws in a row or or a loss in that first three or four matches. I think it's going to be tough for him. Like I think there will be a very short leash with Lopetegui. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll uh, say just, it. it was just to counter like what Chris said about the partnerships. We yeah. we had a brand new partnership in year one with Kunde and, and Carlos, and they got established in basically in the first half of the season. So we, why can't he do that again? Maybe 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 he can, but you're asking for lightning to strike, you know, twice in a bottle or whatever that saying is. Like maybe you can. Maybe if you get the quality of players that that those two are now coming in but i think he got lucky with those players i mean not lucky in the fact that just the timing was very <laughs> very good for what he was in so and i think that lopez take can get whoever's back there and we've seen that at times with godel you know filling in with fernando filling in he's made it work with whoever's back there and i think the system will allow that to come together but yeah. We're talking about two really superstar players that how do you fill those shoes that quickly? I, I, it, to me, it seems like a, a big task. Um, and then you still have to figure out the attack. The front, the front part six, of yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's a lot, man. I, it's going to be an exciting offseason, I think, just because there are going to be a lot of signings. Um, it doesn't seem like it right now, but uh, the rumors are very quiet on the transfer market, but um, I think it's going to be an exciting. There's going to be a lot of new players coming in, I think. Um, but we got to get some players out of here, too, if that's going to happen. I mean, we're pretty full roster at the moment, especially with our loanees coming back. So Machi's got to make some moves, and uh, I, I'm sure he has to make the moves before he can make any any real purchases. So. I think the Kunde sale is, is going to open up a lot of things if that happens. Just wrapping up the Lopetegui part here. It is what it is. I mean, I'm not excited about it. Um, he'll be on the sideline for better or worse, at least to start the season next year. 
Um, I also don't think it's a death sentence. Um, and I'm actually happy that he is there. If, if the rumors were right and the person we were going to bring in to replace him was Diego Martinez, like I'm, I'm glad that Lopetegui's back because like, I don't think that that's a noticeable upgrade. Um, I would rather go in with like stability than just kind of roll the dice on, on somebody new coming in um, at that point. Um, I said it many times over over the, the last season that if we do replace him, I want it to be an upgrade. I want it to be somebody that we can like, rally behind. And I wasn't convinced that Diego Martinez is is that. Um, so so at that fair. point, like like I said, I'm not excited, but I'm happy it's Lopetegui over Diego Martinez at this point. Um, yeah, but I mean to touch on, I mean, maybe this is getting into the next part here, but. Chris, you've said a couple times now that Kunde is going to be leaving too. I'm not as convinced that Kunde is leaving as I was last summer. Um, I think that I think he's probably still going to leave, but I think that the door is open for him to stay for another year more than it was this time last year. Um, simply because we sold Carlos instead, and we have a lot more leverage and a lot more bargaining power with the potential buyers. Um, we don't have to worry about taking a a, a pay cut for him or we don't have to take a, a lower deal for him um and to free up space on the books or anything like that because we have the carlos sale that already went through um so i think i think that leverage and that that bargaining chip is going to gonna help us um i still think he's gonna leave but i don't think it's as as certain like i guess that that kind of sounds weird I, I would not be surprised if he stuck if Whatever happens, I'm not really going to be surprised with it. Like last year, I was totally convinced that Chelsea was going to purchase him before the year started. And when that happened, I was really surprised. I would not be surprised if he's here this coming year. I would also not be surprised if he goes someplace else. It's just kind of a kind of up in the air at this point. Yeah, I, I think there's a good chance that he might stick around. Um, well, I won't say good chance. I think there's a chance. The player clearly wants to go somewhere else, I think. And I think that's the biggest known uh out there and and hurts us in some ways with bargaining chips but i also think that he's a player that it, he's not going to stop performing just because hey you didn't you didn't make the sale like i think his character is strong enough where he wouldn't be that kind of player maybe he goes maybe i mean i think he goes but and and there was rumors about the diego carlos sale and the reason it took place so quickly was because they needed that money to settle some books um, that, that was out there. I don't know if it's factual, you know, something we don't really have privy to <laughs> is how much money they need, but it kind of makes sense knowing like how much money they lost in the prior season with COVID and that sort of thing. Um, but you're right. I mean, maybe they don't want to sell him, but I think, and with Champions League, you know, there's money there. They should be getting a nice uh, uh, bit of the TV revenue from from finishing fourth again. So maybe they don't. I, I mean, I, that would be awesome, right? Like that would be that would be the biggest signing in the in the world. And we said that last summer too when he stuck around. But uh, I I can't imagine a world where he doesn't go, especially with Chelsea losing the players, mate. I'm surprised there's nobody else out there for him other than Chelsea. Like, it seems like it's just Chelsea, but why wouldn't some other team, like, want that player? He's so good. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Apparently, uh, also, Byron, Chelsea's... Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Byron. apparently Byron might be in the, the race for that, too. 
Yeah, I did hear that recently, right? Um, also, Chelsea just going through the sale that they went through. It's like, are they going to want to, are the new owners going to want to throw money around immediately for stuff like this? Yeah. But they got it. So but... they have to. I mean, to, to, they got to replace. Uh, yeah. To, well, they have to replace them. Yeah, exactly. But, but they also have to appease their fans because <laughs> they're going to be demanding some some major signings, especially after yeah. you see Liverpool dropping a hundred million dollars on a player that right. couldn't score against the U S the other day. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, what do you think? Our, I mean, we've talked about this, our biggest need in the off season creative mid said center back. Well, true center back. I hate saying that because we know that's it, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like we know that's a given. Uh, I, I would love a creative midfield player, um, whether that's a defensive mid, a creative defensive midfielder, or even like like attacking midfielder. As long as they can do something with it and have some play go through, but we need to solidify center back, especially with Diego Carlos leaving. Um, five weeks ago, I thought that we would have Diego Carlos this this year. And then Kunde would leave, and we'd be able to bring somebody else in to play alongside Diego Carlos. But then the yeah. sale, the sale flipped that on its head. All right. um, I was kind of like mentally preparing myself, like emotionally, to to lose Diego Carlos as well. And then it happened first. I'm like, well, I was, I'm, I'm not prepared for this. But yeah. um, so I think with him leaving, it's center back is is definitely the the most important position that we need to fill at this point. Yeah, I definitely got. Uh... Uh, Krikoviak vibes from that from that transfer um, because Krikoviak went to PSG for 26 when you would think, I think it's I don't know if his buyout clause was 40 but you thought we were going to get closer to that and he went for 26. Yeah. I was like, really? Not only did he take Emery but they got Krikoviak on a deal but um, Diego Carlos I mean, transfermarket.com is never like you know accurate with with the numbers right but it's it's kind of a good measure of where players are valued at but he's at 40 you know what i'm saying so him going for what the number is at what 34.7 mil it's like okay what well, what is that about um i know jose castro uh, our president came out and spoke on it but it's it's whatever that's you know, those are the business dealings that i have no say in and really don't care much about in terms of the numbers it's just a matter of like the personnel that's on the pitch. Uh, just get someone formidable. I trust in Munchie for that. I didn't know much about Kunde or Diego Carlos. Uh, I mean, I knew Diego Carlos was on a good defensive team, but like knowing him personally, I didn't know him before he came to know him that well before he came to Sevilla. So I just feel like Munchie's going to do it again. So mm-hmm. in terms of what we need, yes, the midfield needs create more creativity. Because there's not en- there's not enough of it. There is some there, but it's not enough. So, for the umpteenth time, bring back Campania. Like that's the player we need. He's like I think the it's like the best time to get him too, since the circumstances with Levante. Sure, Campania or some someone of that ilk, someone that could create and really good in a possession style, uh, in a possession based team. You know, um, Jordan does all right, but I feel like he doesn't do enough. Same with Oliver Torres, where we don't get enough from 
from those players. They're definitely creative as hell. We've seen them do that crossfield ball many times, but we're not seeing too many incisive passes, you know, those key passes into yeah. the box leading to shots, stuff like that. We're, we're not seeing those setups. And I'm surprised that it's it's Rakitic we're seeing a lot of, um, a lot from in terms of production, goals, assists. And I think that's one of the guys we rag on a lot, but he, he puts in work. So I'm looking at the other guys. It's like we're not we're not getting enough from you guys, and we're in the yeah. Champions League. We need more. No, Rakitic does put in the work, and he is he's a leader. I mean he he wears the armband. Like it's like you can tell yeah. he's on the, he's on the pitch for just as much for his like, physical skill as he is for the leadership that he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, especially last year when when Navas was was gone for a lot of mm-hmm. it, and I think he I think he's probably more. Of an outspoken leader too than than Jesus yeah. Navas is yeah. anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I, I think we don't give Torres enough opportunity to to really hit his stride, or at least Lopetegui doesn't give him enough opportunity, and I think they lean too heavily on Jordan, and they. He's, he doesn't do enough, but I also think that we ask him to do too much. Like we ask him to to do to wear too many hats at any given time. And um, right yeah, I feel like I feel like if we could get Oliver Torres on the pitch more and like have them be more specialized in what they do well, we would see more. But that's just not the route that we've gone. Um, so if we need to bring in somebody else, I hope we do. I hope we bring in somebody else. Um, at the very least, I want some kind of change personnel, like with how we utilize who we currently have going into next year. We need somebody there that can pick out a pass, I think. And that's where Campania yeah. comes, I think, is uh, I think assuming we get Campania before knee injuries, um, I think he can definitely pick out a pass. Uh, I think that's a, a big skill set of his. And I think yeah. that's where we. I think we lacked that a lot this year, just, you know, finding those runs that Inezri would make and, and Rafa would make sometimes. I think we missed a lot of that because we were just too busy, you know, kicking the ball from left to right and not looking for those forward runs. I we think had more we of those need forward more runs. We, Sorry, we, we need more speed in the midfield that can actually, and, and Cabana is not going to be the guy that gives us that, but we need more speed there, I think. Um, to to pressure the other team when they're that the, that the midfielder can get in behind too. We just don't see that a lot. I don't know. I I'm not the tactical guy on this podcast, so I'm talking out my ass a little bit here. But no, but that's that's valid though. You know, definitely to you know take advantage of those transitions as well. Um, yeah. we don't have the paciest midfield, right? Um, we don't have the paciest midfield, and we don't have. Like like Chris and you Eddie said, we don't have players that can pick out the pass to make up for that pace. Like we don't have we don't have either of them. <laughs> if we had players that were excelled at one or the other, it wouldn't be as glaring of a need. But we we don't we don't really have we have players that do both okay, but we don't have somebody that specializes in either. When you think about like when we scored those goals where it went over the top, a lot of the times that came from from a defender or Defenders. from Bono. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, it, it, it came from the the defense. Yeah, yeah. We just like, bypass we bypassed the, the midfield altogether. It's very rare that it came from the midfield going over the top, like dinking it over. There was like yeah. one game early in the season where that happened, and I was like, "Oh my god, can we do more of this?" And I don't think we saw it again. Like, no, I don't remember who made the pass, but you know, just a little dink over. And uh, late in the season, how often did you see like Kunde running up the side and just like? dribbling the ball past everybody in the midfield because he doesn't want to pass and then passes it into like one of the forwards or somewhere in the box. Like it's just like he was playing up so much. And I think he just got kind of tired of losing possession when he, after they pass it off to the midfielders, losing possession. And so he just like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to take it into my own hands. It's kind of two of myself. And that's, that's a guy that I worry that we can't replace like a guy that can do it himself. <laughs> yeah. I think Rekic, I, I think you mentioned this, Chris. Uh, Rekic could probably do that same thing on the left-hand side. Maybe not mm-hmm. as well as Kunde. Maybe maybe better than Kunde. Who knows if yeah. he, he gets more. But he's he's um, he's impressed me going forward. Um, yeah, I like Rekic. I, would say. I guess all those minutes getting at left-back, you know, I don't want to see him at left-back. I mean, he's fairly limited there. But when he has gone forward, he has impressed me uh, when he has. Um, so... Yeah. And as long as Kunde, uh, not Kunde, uh, Acuna is on this team, I want him at left back. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So once again, if if Monchi did not hear us clearly, Campania, please. <laughs> it's a good, I mean, why not? Right. Like, and it would count uh, for homegrown. Yes. Or whatever they call it in, in Spain. But, you know, he <laughs> came from our academy. Like, it's, it's one less worry there. Um, if if you had to guess right now, which players are solid for next year? Like a one hundred percent spot in the starting fifteen. So starting eleven with some rotation, guaranteed a spot, getting a lot of solid playing time next year. Who do you think? Um, no one but Acuna. Acuna is the only so- solid, you think? Bono. Because I think well, I, Bono, everyone, yeah. else, everyone else could be transferred. It could be one of those severe seasons. He has just Navas. Is Navas he, the starter? If he's on this team, he'll be in the top 15. Like, it's... The team doesn't have the guts to, to relegate him that far. I mean, if, if he is not retired... The, the team's not going to turn their back on him for better or worse. Like if, if he, if he falls off and he's not producing, I still think he's going to have a spot on the team just because of the history of the team and the outcry that will come from the fans. He's like the green guy over there, you know, in the South side of the city, he, he's going to have a spot yep. as long as he wants to play. Exactly. Yeah. So well, when do you make that decision? Next man up. I mean, you I'm, pay I'm, I'm glad I don't, for yeah. Montiel. I'm glad I don't have to make the decision. I think it's time for Montiel. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, could ease him into the role at the start of the season, but I, I feel like it's time for Matteo. When he's had his run of, of games, he was fairly decent yeah. and contributing to goals directly. Yep. So With I, I very little him. time to prepare for it. Yeah. It's interesting. He hasn't looked, he hasn't looked good in that, in that second half. He kind of looked like... I remember that, it was that time he came on during a Champions League match where he just did not look like a football player. <laughs> Um, he was kind of out of sorts. Um, yeah, but I, I, I trust, I trust the kid. 
Yeah, I mean, we made a heavy investment at right back for yeah. I mean, twelve million for a right back. Is pretty, heavy, pretty heavy, good investment. Heavy in severe terms, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, what I'm hearing is a lot of uncertainty, right? Like <laughs> you threw out like two names. That's that doesn't. There's a well, lot of question marks going into the next season. I guess is is where I'm going with this. And the news that came out when Lopetegui was it was announced that he was returning, or not that he was returning when it was announced that we weren't moving on from him. I guess. He was under contract, so we maybe blew his the, the rumors of his departure out of proportion. Um, but the news was that one of the stipulations for him not moving on was to really kind of rework the entire locker room. And when that came out, shortly thereafter, Diego Carlos was gone. I don't know if that was part of what Lopetegui was requesting or had in mind. I don't know if there's something going on in the locker room that or just didn't fit with with his his style of play, but. The fact that that news came out and then we moved on from Diego Carlos so quickly leads me to believe that there are very few players on this team that are safe right now. Like if we can, if we can move on from Diego Carlos, like n- none of our attacking options are safe. Like if if we're willing to move on from Carlos, um, I think, I think Acuna is is safe. I think if Kunde leaves. And when he leaves, it'll be because he wants to leave. It won't be because the team necessarily wants to move on from him. So in that sense, he's safe to kind of do what he wants. But I, I think every every one of these players in our squad should be looking in the rearview mirror, thinking like like working hard this summer. Like, will I have a job? Like, I don't want them to feel safe. Um, I want them to know that that things things could change. And like we moved on from a person who was basically a captain for us. Like. What are the? I mean, Kunde is the only guy. If he sticks around, is I mean, Kunde Bono. If those guys stick around, of course they're they're in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, we said it. Novice question mark. Ocampos rumored to maybe be sold. Um, I'd be fine with him leaving. I'd be fine with Enesiri leaving. Um, I would like to see Rafa Mir with us again next year, but it wouldn't surprise me if we sold him and moved on from him. Like I, it. It would not surprise me if, like any any of these contracts, like were up and, and came through and were sold and um, made way for for players that fit more specifically into what Lopetegui wants to do. Um, I I would not be surprised. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think there's going to be some really shocking roster moves that we might see. It's just weird. There's no rumors, which is so very very few rumors, which. Is a total different game than last yeah. year when every man under the sun's name was linked to Sevilla there for a while. Yeah. So, I do think um, that Fernando is safe if he's healthy and he he's like in form. Um, but that's kind of a big if after the season and the the injury that he had last year too. So we might need to replace him out of necessity instead of wanting to to move in a different direction that way. We're not gonna say Goodelli's safe, like. That's Lopetegui's uh, boy. <laughs> yeah, as long as Lopetegui's here, you know, we'll have a we'll have a spot. I, but after I, last I, year, after last year, I'm not all that bummed about saying that. Like going yeah. into last year, I was like, why do we still have him on the roster? And then he's he stepped up in a big way. Yeah, he stepped up in a big way. So we'll see. Yeah, there definitely changed my perception of him. Well, we got a lot going on, uh, a lot to, um, a lot of unknowns, a lot of questions. Um, one was answered since our last uh, podcast, and Lopetegui sticking around. Um, 
anything else before we go? I, I hope we can get together really soon. As soon as we get some new information, I think we'll get back on the podcast and spread the word. Um, but I don't think there's much solid out there right now. So um, anyway, but did, did I leave anything out of what we wanted to talk about today? Um, not much. Just uh, Pozzo, who was who had played the season with Almeria. I guess it's official. They deactivated that uh, buyout clause or whatever it is. So I, they paid... I think it was an obligation to buy it, wasn't it? Was it an obligation? I, I think, think if they, if they the came up, if they came up, it was an obligation, I believe. Right. Yeah, yeah. it triggered it. If they got promoted, they had to pay it. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, yeah. That's one of the players. Yeah, that's one of the players I would have wanted to see. But uh, he's got to get playing time at Almeria, so I'm fine with that. Yeah, but... I'm a bit sad to see him go. Um, I always thought he was a good player, and he he actually performed very well for them this season. So. It was a no-brainer for them to make that purchase. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, let's see. I, you know, it seems like he, he's playing it right back there, too. It was kind of, is he a right back? Is he a, a, a winger? Mm-hmm. Um, question mark there. But, yeah, it, it'll be good to see him in La Liga. That's that's for sure. And uh, congratulations to those promoted teams. Um, I can't remember who all they are, but uh, another Andalusia came up. So, uh, even though Granada did drop down, we had uh, Maria come up, so uh, good for them. Uh, something else happened since our last conversation. Our, our Sevilla Atletico kids they they dropped their final match there, and they uh, they did get booted down. So not good. That's going to be another interesting thing to see in the off season, like how many of those players move. Because I can't imagine you want those guys playing that level. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know how easy it is to loan those guys out and then bring other kids up. And uh, I don't know. That seems like a nightmare for for whoever's handling that. I don't know if Monty goes to that level, but I'm assuming he he does or have some say in it. So. Yeah, him and his staff. Yeah. Yeah. He's just asking us to be patient. I know there's no news. Um, he's, he's, he knows there's no news. There's never any news that's official yeah. anyway, or that's um, or, or valid because, yeah, as you said, the Sevilla name gets branded around whenever they want to sell a player. Um, but whenever it happens, just know Munchie, Munchie knows what he's doing, right? Like, look at Kunde. Like, look, we have we have Kunde, right? Um, unfortunately, Diego Carlos left so quickly. Um, there wasn't even like a presser or nothing. Yeah, like, a, like I mean, like a press conference that we've done, like with. a goodbye. Yeah, and maybe that's coming up when the players come back. Maybe, but maybe. I, don't, I I hope he gets one. Like you want to, you want a trophy. He deserves, he deserves a goodbye. He scored the goal that won us that trophy too, right? Uh, yeah, he has that tattooed on himself. So, um, <laughs> I just want to uh, say I'm really happy iconic. for him. Yeah, like, like I'm really like. Th- there's no like I have no bad blood towards him. Like it's mm. like sure it sucks that he's gonna leave or that he is leaving rather, and he's gonna be hard to replace. He'll be missed, but you can't blame him. Like he's he's going. He's gonna get a massive payday. He's he's getting older, so um he doesn't have the the time to wait around for for mm. his final large contract or whatnot. Yeah. I wish him the best of luck. I hope we don't have to play against him, but we I I. Uh, I really, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy for him. Like, I, I, I do. I wish him success. Yeah, get that prem money. 
Yeah. Yeah. Get the yeah. money, right? Like, you know, you have a lot of people on Twitter is like, oh, why is he going to some, I mean, not in Champions League, not in Europa. Like, why? Like, yeah. he, he's not, he's not, uh, what was the word that kept coming around? Like, not ambitious enough, I guess. And I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. dude, come on. Come on. I just, his I saw career so many, might be over tomorrow. Like, yeah. Go I get your so money, people, kid. I saw so many people saying that he's, his heart wasn't in it and he lacked the passion because he's going for money or anything. It's like, well, damn straight. He's going for the money. Like this is going to be a massive payday. Probably like at least twice the size of what he's making here. Like it's like, it's going to be absolutely massive, more power to him. Like let him get the money. Like if any of us had an opportunity to move for a payday that scales that much relative to our current salary, I think we probably would move as well. Like it's like, these are athletes, and like you said, Chris, they can leave. The, their career could be over, like yeah. tomorrow. Like it's, it's, it's so unknown. And if he has the opportunity to do this, good for him. I wish him. I wish him nothing but the best. So it's also not just any team. I mean, clearly Aston Villa is working on something. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. They're making and, moves. Yeah, and Steven Gerrard. I guess they're they're pretty confident in in his vision. Yep. Um, having Coutinho there and what he could do, and all the other players that are at Aston Villa, they sent Camara from from Marseille. Um, pretty pretty big prospect there. Um, so yeah, they're they're making moves. Yeah, and and, and Carlos, I mean, he he was a very important player to this this team, and super important. Any you can't ever question how much he put into a game, even when he made mm. mistakes, like he. He made those mistakes because he's he's balls to the wall all the time, and that's I loved him as a player. I really really enjoyed him as a player. Mm-hmm. That that Europa League run, man, had me like <laughs> at every start of the match. That was incredible. <laughs> Some street. It's, it's insane that he's the one that scored the winning goal. That's insane. Yeah. Um, a penalty in every game. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. That was that was wild. Redemption song. The the weirdest game to me this year. I know we were kind of buried the season, but it just when you said that, like the penalties, it made me think of that Salzburg game. You guys remember that when there was like three penalties in the first half? Oh yeah, that that was the first game, wasn't it? That was the first match day for the group stage. Yeah, was was it four penalties in that game? Because they missed two. Yeah. We had one, yeah. yeah, I'd never seen that in my life, and they were all legit. Like, yeah, we were just playing. (laughs) Something was going on. Like, like normally when you say you're playing out of your mind, you're like, like exceeding all expectations, and you're just going nuts. But no, like we were definitely out of our mind in a the complete opposite way. There, it's just like nobody had their head on straight. It's like, what is going on? I forgot about that game, and then I'm watching highlights. It's like, oh my god, how did? Oh, what a what a terrible yeah, disaster! That, that boy was making us panic. Um, Ariemi, um, that went to Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like okay, this guy must be good then. Um, because yeah, they were kind of shook out there. <laughs> um, yeah, Champions League, do something in Champions League, please. Like none of this, not making it through the group stage. Maybe back in the past, we could we were when we we're doing that with Emery's. Like understandable, we're not at that level yet. Still getting tough teams in a group. We're that tough team now. Like, come on, qualify from the group stage. What is this? Or if we don't qualify from the group stage, don't go out in the round of 16 and then Europa League. Like, at least make the <laughs> final in that one. Like, if we're, if we're going to drop down, make it worthwhile. Come on now. 
I want to. I want to be like Barcelona, not not playing a Europa League in years. Like whatever their streak ended this year. Like yeah, I, I want to. I don't really want to ever play in the Europa again if we can help it. But that should Nothing be our goal. Approved. Something came out this week that was like we're you know Sevilla's in the top twenty uh, most. I don't remember what it is, but you know top twenty football clubs in the world. Whatever the the, yeah. the saying was. Okay. So make sure you're in the top twenty like every year. Like, <laughs> yeah, do something. Like, we gotta get past the group stage. So, um, fellas, anything else? We're coming up on an hour here. Oh, we're gonna keep this one short, man. <laughs> Never happens, man. So. Hey, uh, Lopetegui. Uh, regardless of. Uh, <laughs> What's happened? I still believe in, and and that people can improve. Um, I mean, it's it's tough to see that, but I, I still think you can you can improve as a manager still. Um, is but what it looks like is that has he reached a ceiling? It, it seems like he has, but he could still improve. Maybe yeah. maybe there will be a rebuild to help him improve certain aspects that he's been trying to to change. Who knows? But um, you, could, you could always improve. Players, coaches, and things things could work for the better. But yeah. um, hey, well, let me say that we won't, and then be satisfied when it does. I think uh, I don't know if it's Eddie. Um, uh, what's his name? Oh, I can't think of the guy's name. Uh, the Netherlands guy on the forums. Um, Enrico. Think, Enrico. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, I think it was him that said it, and it was, you know, we can't rely on new players to change the system and and improve. I mean, Lopetegui has some work to do in the offseason. He's got to figure it out. Is that staff? Mm -hmm. Is it medical? Or is it new philosophy and and learning? I mean, a good coach always learns. A good person in whatever aspect of your life, you want to always learn and continue learning. And and hopefully Lopetegui's doing that this offseason. And and has the guts to try it next year. I know this works to a certain degree, but it's not going to take us to the next level. And I hope he realizes that. That's a great, great point, Eddie. And if anything, last thing on Lopetegui, um, it could also just be, hey, it's, there's going to be a rebuild, so we might as well keep it safe, under safe hands, for him to you know set that defense again. For the next manager to come, not 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 trying to push you out so quick, Lopetegui, but just in case, looking at looking at it long term, maybe that's the plan Monchi and and staff have. Maybe for himself as well. Maybe he was ready to move on as well. So, um, you just send the table for whoever comes in afterwards. I'm not mad at that. Stability is critical at times, and. I'm okay with it. I think it's going to be a lot of transition this year, and and yeah. maybe maybe it does work. Maybe it does, the players do make a difference, but uh, we'll see. Uh, good shouts, guys! Thanks for hanging out with us again tonight and uh, providing all the cool commentary. You can get more of that on the MontesMen.com website. Come on over to the forums and chat with us. Uh, a lot of good group of guys there, and a couple girls. And um, we love talking about this team. We love this team. We're very passionate about this team, and that's the only reason we want and demand more 
uh, from them next season. So um, anything final thoughts, Steve, before we get off? No, like, I don't know. My, my brain is just mush. Like it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for some kind of news to happen. Like, I think I said in the last uh, the last recording that we did was like, I was really excited to, to dig into these rumors that we had and that we were going to get and like discover new players, even if they didn't end up on our team, I would just like discover players that I'd never heard of before. Um, it, no, like we're not getting anything like it's like we're, we're, we're reduced to like third tier, like tabloid regs talking about players that are way out of our price range that we already know about anyway like it's just like no let's like, let's get some let's get some actual news here Dybala um, coming yeah Cavani, yeah Suarez. <laughs> come on man yeah Luis Suarez come on yeah like I don't know I I think this is probably the week this stuff starts happening and and popping um you know, signing signings can't really happen until July first, so uh, we're still a couple of weeks away from that. But there's, you know, all these free agents can negotiate now and and make it official whenever. So uh, I think maybe the EPL window is already open, right? No, July first for everybody. But you, can, I mean, you can announce anytime your intentions, but like it can't be official until July first. Um, but. Maybe this is Monty's strategy. Like he might have ten signings already lined up, and just why, why, why release the information unless you have to? Yeah, right. It's only for us, like <laughs> exactly. Unless it gets leaked out, like the kits. <laughs> why wait till July first to to make that announcement? Yeah. It's, it's strategic as well. Yeah, yeah. the timing. So, yeah. No, like okay, I just looked it up. I'm on the EPL's website right now. Their transfer window is open. The transfer window opened the tenth. Really? Yep. So yeah. if we're sending players over to over to England, they can like we don't open in La Liga until the first. Um, oh, wow. I didn't realize. So they we can't pull people in, but we can definitely sell people out. Well, shit. I learned something new today. See, I told you, always learn. I said it <laughs> earlier. Take that advice, Lopetegui. <laughs> Guys, until next time. Vamos mi Vamos campeón.